morning. Turn with me to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 16, very familiar passage of Scripture. Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, we'll start our reading there in verse 19 of the 16th chapter of the book of Luke. Chapter 16, verse 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes being in uh, torments and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus uh, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us, is, uh, you, us and you is a, uh, is a great gulf, so that they that which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he might testify unto them, lest they also come unto this place of torment. And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto him, uh, them from the dead, they would repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded through one rose from the dead. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and we thank you for your word. And Lord, I pray that you will do something in the midst of your people this morning at Calvary Baptist Church that we can't do within ourselves, that it's beyond our imagination. And I pray that God the Holy Spirit move in a great and mighty way through your word this morning. I pray that you would anoint me from on high, that you would hide me behind the cross. Lord, that you would bless me as your servant. That you would use me, that I would be effortless as I stand here. That your words would come from me. And Lord, I pray that you will be glorified, you will be lifted up. So I beg of you this morning, I plead with you this morning, come into our midst that we may worship you. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I ask these things. Amen. Lessons learned from the lost man's prayer. How can we apply anything to this? Us as the redeemed, we know this man's lost. How will we get anything out of this story? What's this story going to mean to us? Well, now, there are a lot of people that will tell you this is a parable. Well, it is not. 
It is a true story. It's not a parable. It's not a story that Jesus Christ come up with, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. This is not a parable, and the reason that I know that it's not, parables never use personal names. Here we're seeing these people laid out before. A personal name is given in this. And this story is a man that is in hell. Now let me say this before we go any further. Let me tell you today how you can go to hell. There is a way many people find themselves there on a daily basis. The way that you can go to hell is that you'll have to look, wake up in the morning. You'll have to look over all of God's creation that has been designed before mankind. You'll have to look over all that God has blessed you with, even the breath that you have. You will have to look past the crucified Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. You will have to look past that sacrifice that He made. You will have to look past an empty tomb. And you will have to look past the glory of heaven to die and go to hell. That's what you'll have to do to go to hell. How sad. Now we've heard through the Word of God many different prayers given. Many different prayers. And we see this man in the 23rd verse of uh, chapter 16 uh, uh, 16 say, And in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torments and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, we're seeing this man uh, praying out from hell. Crying out from hell. And as we've studied the Word of God, you've seen many ways, many different ways that Individuals have prayed. Many have prayed with their hands stretched out towards heaven as uh, uh, Moses did, expecting God just to put the blessing in his hand. He wanted to see God move when he asked for it. We've seen people roll themselves in ash and cover themselves with that and pray from that. We've seen men that have prayed laying face down and then we've seen people knelt down in prayer. So there's been many different ways people have prayed, but there's also been a lot of places of prayer. There's been a lot of different places. The Lord Jesus Christ prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, that beautiful garden. We know that there's been men pray from deserts. There's been people that have prayed from the belly of a whale or a great fish. We've seen prayer come from all different places. But in the 16th chapter of the book of Luke this morning, we see a very strange place for prayer to come from. Coming from hell. A plea from hell. Now, this man being lost, his prayer can't go nowhere. Can't happen. We hear this time and time again. People will say, you'll ask them about if they know Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, and they'll say, no, I've never accepted Him, but I pray every night. Well, you're not talking to God in it. If God would not hear Jesus Christ, has He become sin? Has He become my sin upon the cross and He forsook Christ? You believe that He will not hear your sins as long as iniquity is in your heart. The prayers that went from this man could only be reached by Abraham. God couldn't hear them. How sad. So there's three things this morning that I want us to see in this passage of Scripture. Three things that I want us to, uh, lessons that I want us to see that we can learn from this lost man's plea, this lost man's prayer from hell to help us. First thing is this. I want us to see his manner. His manner. You see something that he done here. Look there with me in verse 24. And he cried. 
and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Now listen to this. And send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. You see the manner of his prayer right there? He prayed specifically. Specifically. He didn't pray, Lord, just help me. He didn't pray, Lord, get me out of this place. Lord, just bless me. No, this man asked specifically for Lazarus to come. Dip his finger in water and touch it to his tongue. He prayed a specific prayer. I believe today as we hear the prayer lines or lack of prayer lines in God's people that we do something just general. Let's just sum this thing up so I don't have to spend much time because I'm so busy today. And I'm just going to get me a little old common prayer that I can write in my pocket. And I'm going to just say, Lord, I need you to bless me. Bless my food. Thank you that you fed me today. And we just make something so common. But we see even this lost man had a specific prayer. And it is time for God's people to start getting specific in your prayer life. I believe today in the power of an almighty God that can do anything and the prayer can do anything through Him. And I believe today if your vehicle's tore up and you need $463.10, you ought to ask for $463.10 with your hand on the Word of God, claiming His promises and say, if the Lord wants it fixed, that's what He'll give me my cause. My God can come up with it. No, we want to make it general because we don't have time. Let's just write that thing down. I can read it every morning. I can be on my way. The man from hell lost and his prayer didn't go any further than Abraham had a specific prayer. He knew that there was something there that could answer a specific prayer, but it couldn't reach where it had to go that day. It was too late. But maybe there's a, different, uh, a deeper meaning in this. When I seen him ask, when I seen him ask that he, if he, uh, you just send Lazarus, that he would dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Maybe there's a deeper meaning in this that we truly need to see. You remember the woman at the well? You remember that story? Jesus sitting there at the well, the woman shows up. He starts talking to her there, and he told her, son, I'm going to tell you something. Now, this water that you're drawing from this well, once you drink of it, you will thirst again. But I've got water to give. That's for eternal. Once you take of that water, there's no more thirst. No more thirst. And you remember what that woman done? She was gloriously saved. She recognized who Jesus was. And she ran out into that community. And it said that she went to many as a witness. And many were saved because of her. And her witness. I believe today that mankind has a God-sized hole within us and our hearts and nothing can fill that but God. I believe today that the world is trying to fill that God-sized hole in their lives by riches and fame and fortune and however they can get it through selfishness and it never suffices. It never it never brings satisfaction. And it is only through when that hole is filled, that God-sized hole, when you go through Jesus Christ, through the shed blood of Calvary, that that will be filled in your life. It's God alone. 
You see, God's river of grace doesn't flow from heaven to hell. No, praise His name, it flows from heaven to earth. And it doesn't matter today what you've seen, what you've said, how you've acted, what you have not done. Praise God today that Jesus... The lost man was praying. Possibly better than those that are redeemed. The man from hell had a specific burden in his heart and he was reaching out. He was praying. Surely he doesn't pray with more enthusiasm than us. Surely he's not going to be more specific to someone that can't hear him as we have someone that can. But apparently, God's people, we sit around wringing our hands because of this situation and that situation. What America needs to get a hold of, what God's people need to get a hold of right now, what, what you need to get a hold of and what I need to get a hold of is this. My God is a God that will supply all my needs according to His riches in glory. Just get a hold of that. My God is a God that will supply all my needs according to His riches in glory. You see, my God is my source. My God is my sustainer. My God is my supplier. Something's wrong when we can't get specific to a God that created everything. Something's wrong. Specific prayer gets specific answers. You believe that? Hang on that just a minute. Specific prayers will get specific answers. But also, I want you to look at the manner in which he prayed and see that he prayed passionately. He prayed passionately. Verse 24 says, And he cried. He prayed with a passion. A heartfelt, heart-moving compassion. And he wasn't even saved. wasn't even saved. How can it be that me, as the redeemed, can walk around and look as I am most miserable? Oh, it's easy. It's easy today to see that we, uh, as an American people, as God's Christian people, we get passionate over football, baseball, basketball, hockey, basket weaving, tennis, ping pong, dice, and even jacks and shooting marbles. Then we get excited about deer hunting, turkey hunting, squirrel hunting, but something's went wrong that we don't think back of what happened over two.
word of God. It's called your own. Without Jesus. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe everyone that we see that's not excited about their salvation is just lost. Maybe they never had it in the first place. Because I'm going to tell you, if we start really grabbing hold of what God's done for us through Jesus Christ, you will get passionate about it. We should get passionate about it. Where is our passion? I hope. I hope this lost man doesn't have more passion uh, in his prayer life than the redeemed do in this building today. But also, I see in his manner of pray that he prayed intelligently. Now, here's where it's fixing to get offensive. Now, if you've been offended before I got here, you're fixing to have a real big problem. This is where it's going to get real offensive to you. If I were able to put a listing device in all the churches around our area today within the United States and around the world, this is what we'll hear. And I'm basing this on experience now. It's not just something I woke up with today. We'll hear, man, I need y'all to be praying for me. I got a gorder on my neck. I say there's anything wrong. Praying that prayer, but follow me just a minute. Fellas, I need y'all to pray for me. Boy, the other night I come through the house, hung my toe on the coffee table, and I think I tore my toenail off. It's going to fall off. It's gotten black. Man, pray for me. I just don't feel good. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. Just stay with me just a minute. I've pastored for 17 years. And I'm going to be real conservative in this number to make it probably sound better than it is. Over those 17 years, I can count on two hands the times that I have had an individual come to me and say, my son is lost, I cannot. It's broken my heart. Something's wrong. I understand the passage. This man understood the passage. Matthew chapter 10. Fear not he that can destroy the body, but him that can destroy the body and cast the soul into hell. I have five brothers. Sin, Lazarus. Now, 
I want us to look at the motive of this prayer. We've looked at his manner. Let's look at his motive. I have five brothers in verse 28. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them lest they also come into this place of torment. Have five brothers. Now I'm going to say this. What was his motive to this? Was it out of the love that he had for these brothers? Now I want you to get this. Do you believe there's any love in hell? You see, love's an attribute of God, not of Satan. Well, was it out of compassion that he prayed this? You see, I don't believe there's any compassion in hell. Why would this man pray, hey, go get my five brethren? I'm going to tell you something that can be worse. I'm going to tell you something that can be worse than all the fire of hell. I'm going to tell you something that can be worse than all the regret of hell. And that is having to face for eternity the people who you influenced you to split hell wide open with you. I believe this man's motive was go tell them that they don't come to this place. I don't want to have to spend an eternity with my five brothers looking at me saying, why did you tell us not to worry about these things? Why did you tell us that we didn't have to worry about anything but ourselves? Why did you lead us in telling us don't worry about what everybody else is doing? Don't listen about that man named Jesus. Just live your life. Have a good time because it will come to an end one day. Oh, having to face the people you influence to follow you to hell. How tragic. But today, parents are choosing between the secular world and what the church is offering. Worldly events over spiritual events. Then you've got these so-called preachers that are lost as a goose. That they'll stand up and they'll say, you know what, we're going to turn in God's Word today. And they're very careful not to make anyone mad so you don't quit putting money in an offering plate. They tip around, tiptoe around God's Word, choosing and picking what they can do to manipulate everyone. And not one time have they shared... answer to that they'll have to answer to it but thirdly in closing I want you to see his mistakes his mistakes his mistake was this he is praying to the wrong person Did you see that father Abraham father Abraham Send Lazarus. Father Abraham, tell Lazarus. Father Abraham, let Lazarus come. There's no other name whereby to be saved but Jesus. There's only one way to the Father and it's through 
Jesus. I can tell you today, you can't go to a priest. You can't go to a preacher. You can't go to a layman. You can go to no one else for the repentance of sin except Jesus Christ Himself. He's the sacrifice for it. And the world's missed it. As this old boy did. Father Abraham, see, he went to the wrong person. He'd missed it. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Abraham is not, nor is any priest, preacher, or layman, or minister you can find. It is Jesus and He alone. But also He expected mercy. You see that? He expected mercy here. He said, just send him. Be merciful. Father Abraham, remember, send Lazarus. I'm needing help here. See, expected mercy. You know, why? I believe the reason he expected mercy, he said, I'm a Jew. Me and Lazarus have a tie here, Father Abraham. Man, I'm of a lineage, a Jewish lineage here. I expect a little bit of mercy. I'm of that chosen people now, Abraham. Come in here and give me, show me some mercy. Well, let me tell you this. You do not go to heaven because of your ethnic background. You will not go to heaven because of the color of your skin. You will not go to heaven by your last name or whoever you know. There is only one way to receive mercy and it is found at the foot of Calvary's tree where Christ died for man's sin. There is no other place to find mercy. You can't find it in our government. You won't find it in town, at any office up here where true mercy lies is a gift of God through Jesus Christ's sacrifice. It's through the blood of Christ mercy is found. But there was a third mistake. It's the last that we'll look at. And this is scary. He prayed too late. He waited too long. Today is the day of salvation. He waited. Too late. God's people that have seen God's word this morning. Let's not wait too late to start praying for those that are lost. Just for a little bit, let's forget about ingrown toenails and broke fingers and sore ribs. Face and focus on those that will spend an eternity Christless. And if you are here, you say, well, I'm thinking I've done everything that I was supposed to do when I was younger. And if I didn't, I've still got a lot of life in front of me. I'm, I'm going to just wait. Don't wait too late. Don't wait. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. I thank you.
that you love us. I thank you today that there is a fountain that all the grace and mercy of you, Lord, is bestowed upon us and it's because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I thank you for the opportunity that we've had this morning to gather here. Worship you. And I pray that you're pleased with us this morning. Lord, you move in our nation, within our church. You make us strong. It's only you can. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I ask it. Amen. I'm going to ask everyone to